0: A Brad Marchand hit sparked some controversy, and Jake DeBrusque served as the hero for the Boston Bruins, scoring the overtime winner against the Columbus Blue Jackets on Monday. Going to talk about all that and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. what is up bruins fans and welcome back to the locked on boston bruins podcast i'm your host ian mclaren and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the nhl today is tuesday april 5th and i want to thank you so much for making locked on bruins your first listen every day the podcast is free and available on all platforms as well as on youtube so please do smash that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. If you're on Twitter, you can follow the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins. Uh, you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets at ENC McLaren. I'm a lifelong Bruins fan, been covering this team for various outlets for 17 years, and happy to be with you once again today to talk about a Boston Bruins win that was achieved last night in Columbus against the Blue Jackets. It was not without some controversy, and that was kicked off by a hit by Brad Marchand on Columbus defenseman Andrew Peake. Now, the hit itself was a good, clean, shoulder-to-shoulder body check. Uh, you can break it down, look at the follow through which showed Marchand skates off the ice, uh, contact a bit higher up. But the initial point of contact, shoulder to uh, shoulder, a clean body check. Now where the controversy came in was the fact that Andrew Peek fell to the ice following the hit and remained there while the Bruins... Uh, cleared the zone cleared the zone. Went down to the other end of the ice, and Jake Debrusque scored a goal. The only penalty to come from this incident was uh, given to Jacob Voracek of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Because he was furious. He was venting at the NHL officials. It was Brandon Blandina and Tom. Chmulewski. um as the bruins celebrated the goal he was very angry that the play was not called dead when peak was on the ice now the official rule is that uh you need to have possession they won't blow it dead if your team doesn't have the puck um Zach Wierenski acknowledged that after the game, the rule for injuries is you have to have possession. But he thought, as did the Blue Jackets, the job is to protect players. When a guy's down like that, not really moving, Wierenski believes the play should be blown dead no matter what the circumstances are. The rule is the rule, however. The Bruins have possession. They didn't call it dead, and they ended up scoring. Um... Borjeck said, "Sometimes they do blow it right away. And in today's NHL, when they're trying to get head issues, head injuries out of the game, you have a motionless player laying on the ice for a long time and you just let it run out. For him, that was inexcusable and that's why he was so mad. He was worried about Peak. He hadn't moved at that time. They need to have a little better feel for the game at the moment." When you see a player getting hurt like that after a collision, you've got to blow the whistle and go check on him. Uh, They let the play run. The Bruins scored. I was watching the Columbus Blue Jackets broadcast last night. I have the Sportsnet app here in Canada. It doesn't allow you to choose the feed. And, uh, you know, they were crying foul on this one, to say the least, Uh, really just, diving into the Brad Marchand, creating controversy narrative, uh, targeting the head, throw the book at him, etc., etc. Both officials saw the hit. No penalty was called. It was a clean hit. Peak fell to the ice, was clearly shaken up at the time, but he did remain in the game. And the bigger foul for the Blue Jackets was that the whistle wasn't blown and the Bruins were allowed uh, to go down to the other end of the ice and score. That goal was scored by Jake DeBrusque, uh, his first of two on the night. Um, DeBrusque said he heard the hit. He saw the puck um, go over to Charlie McAvoy, who retrieved it after Peek was hit. Uh, He saw McAvoy turning. DeBrusque was at the blue line at that point. He was thinking breakaway. He even put his stick in the air to call for the puck. And, uh, you know, after he did score, he did see Peek still in the corner. Never liked seeing that from anybody, DeBrusque said. But he did come back in the game. Peek did. That was good to see, obviously. Um, But in the moment, it was like time was still nobody knew if there was going to be a whistle if they were going to call the goal back but you play on until you do hear a whistle he was happy to bury it um he said he's had breakaways on Merzlikens before he didn't score and uh he was happy to finally get one past him on that play as for Bruce Cassidy he said the Martian hit was a hard play Obviously got the energy in the building up. We'll talk about that more here in a moment. How it kind of festered through the rest of the game. Defined the rest of the game in some ways. Blue Jackets were mad. The Bruins woke up a bit after a very slow start. They were down 1-0 at the time of this hit. And uh, Cassidy said it got everybody going. And made it a better hockey game. Uh, DeBrusque. Described it as a playoff intensity. Uh, One of those things where you give the other team credit. They're proud over there. They have some guys that would react the same way. Um, They have good leadership as well. Voracek, a veteran guy, standing up for his players. Everybody understood coming into the second period that there could be some more rough stuff. And uh, they're going to stand up for each other especially their top players, which DeBrusque did. Again, we'll talk about that in a moment. And in the end, they're fun games to play, Um, especially when you win. And that's what the Bruins were able to do. Uh, They weren't at their sharpest, especially in the power play. They went 0 for 5. Um, But they also killed five penalties of their own and got important saves from Linus Allmark and... They got a huge goal from Jake DeBrusque in overtime, uh, which we will talk about in a moment. But first, a quick word about BetOnline.net, your number one source for all sports betting needs and info. You can find all the latest developments, including this week's Masters Championship, odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all sports wagering info, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to betonline.net today on your laptop or mobile device to learn more about the trends in action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. Free and available on all platforms, whether you're an Apple user, Spotify, pocket cast is what I use, please do smash that subscribe button and including on YouTube. We're well over 300 subscribers now. Would love to keep growing that every single day. You can also check out the Locked On Now podcast. It is a uh, daily recap of the previous night's action from all our local experts. You can find that in the Locked On NHL podcast feed. Now, I want to talk a bit more about Jake DeBrusk, who for me was the big bear of the night, not only because he scored two goals, including the Bruins first and third, but because he uh, showed some fight in him as well, coming to the defense of uh, Brad Marchand in the second period, a scuffle that developed as a result of the hit. That was levied in the first period. Uh, Brad Marchand in the second period took a shot after the whistle during a scrum, and Debrusque stepped in, let the blue liner know that this was not acceptable. You can't come after one of the Bruins' top players like that. Um, the, sc- the scuffle grew larger once Debrusque got involved. Marchand and peak both went to the box for matching minors. Um some pleasantries were exchanged, if you will. uh and Bruce Cassidy really um complimented Debrusque after the game for his willingness to get involved in that. You know, there's been some discussion about their relationship, Debrusk's I don't want to say work ethic, but you know, just being engaged every single night, every single shift. And Cassidy said, it was great to see Jake stake up for his teammate. That goes a long, long way, more than a goal will sometimes. Obviously, you want the overtime win. You want the two goals from Jake. But in terms of what you're doing for your team, team building, coming in and sticking up for a teammate, guys don't forget that. They really don't forget it. It goes a long way on the ice and in the locker room. Obviously, this comes within the context of DeBrusque's trade request. He did sign a two-year extension that could help facilitate a trade in the offseason, but right now, he is as important, well, maybe not as important as any player, but his value to the team far exceeds what they could have got at the trade deadline in terms of a pick or... A guy who may have been brought in from the outside, not familiar with the team. You know, I had advocated for a trade before the deadline. I didn't want him to become a distraction. You know, one guy with one foot out, possibly heading into the playoffs, maybe not the best thing for this team. But in true Jake fashion, he's on a real hot streak right now. He scored in each of the past five games with six goals and uh, two assists over that stretch. He had six shots on goal last night, including the game winner, uh, and just really proving his worth right now for the Boston Bruins. 21 goals, 13 assists, seven game winners for the Boston Bruins this season. You know, that's a tricky stat to quantify he did score the game winner in the 8-1 win over new jersey last year so how valuable is that still uh it's a career high game winners he's um you know approaching career high in goals 27 back in 2019 i don't know if he'll reach that with um about 14 games to play But it's certainly possible the way he is uh, shooting and producing at the moment. He's got 34 points and uh, really looks like the kind of player that the Bruins want him to be. engaged, productive, um, chipping in both ends of the ice, getting involved in these scrums, um, and... You know, when it's your turn, Cassidy said, it's your turn. He's on the first line. If someone goes after Marshy or Bergeron, whatever the case may be, he's got to get in there and be part of it. And credit to him, that's exactly what he did. Uh, again, he now has goals in five straight games, tying the longest goal-scoring streak of his career, eight points during that stretch. Um He said, obviously, that's a point of emphasis, to have production in the situation he's in right now. Uh, Need some bounces to go your way, but anytime you can help contribute, help the team win, especially this time of year, it's really nice and something that gives you confidence. On the game winner, DeBrusque was on the ice with Charlie Coyle and Hampus Lindholm. Um, After firing a shot on goal, he circled back in the Columbus zone. There to pick up a loose puck, following a Blue Jackets turnover just inside the blue line. Uh, Lindholm took a few strides, dished it over to Brusk. He briefly lost the handle on it, which kind of unsettled Merzlikens in the crease. uh, And he was able to bury it over his blocker. He credited Lindy for making a great play to get him the puck. And, um, you know, there's stretches where he doesn't have much production. But he has always thought his game has been trending in the right way. And um, certainly it's paying off right now. His 20th and 21st goals of the season. And the Bruins certainly needed uh, that production last night. Proved to be uh, the difference for the Boston Bruins. So big bear of the night goes to Jake DeBrusk for the two goals. Six shots and his willingness to mix it up and get involved in the peak Marchand uh, situation. A couple other notes from this game. There was some bad news for the Bruins as uh, two players left the game, did not return. One a bit more... Uh, Concerning than the other, David Posternak left the game in the third, did not return. No official word from the team on his status. Trent Frederick took a hit in the second period, did not return due to what the Bruins termed an upper body injury. So it's quite possible that both players will not be in the lineup for tonight's game against the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Frederick, you would assume Anton Bleed would come in the lineup. If Posternock's not able to go, Mark McLaughlin perhaps. Uh, We'll take a look here at where the Bruins stand in the standings and a quick look at tonight's game here in a moment. Uh, But wanted to give a shout out as well to Charlie McAvoy. He had two assists, now has 41 on the season. First career 40 assist campaign. The most for a Bruins defenseman since tory Krug's 47 in 2018-2019. Uh, his second helper came on Craig Smith's go-ahead goal at 7:52 of the second. The Bruins had a 2-1 lead at that point. Uh, that they would, of course, give up a last-minute goal in the second period. That's something. That's a pretty troubling trend that the Bruins uh, cannot allow to continue. If they do that in the postseason, uh, you know, that's back-breaking stuff that can really give a team uh, the momentum that you don't want to give away. So um, that's something they're really going to need to crack down on. But McAvoy, eight goals, 41 assists for 49 points in 66 games. Uh, His huge contract extension kicks in next season, and if this trajectory continues, going to be well worth it for the Boston Bruins. Uh, We'll talk about where the Bruins stand in the Atlantic, and take a quick look ahead to tonight's game against Detroit here in a moment. Uh, But first. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's almost impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You can save time and money by using Rock Auto. They're a family-owned business, serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are always reliably low for every customer. For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is about $350 from a chain store. You can get it for around $216 at Rock Auto. And they have everything you could possibly need. I once looked up a gas cap for my old Honda Odyssey. Sure enough, there it was. Go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs. And go to rockauto.com again. Right now, you see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. Do check out the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast next. Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone will help you become the expert of your fantasy league and help you win your playoff rounds uh, coming up free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So last night, the Maple Leafs and Lightning uh, faced off in... Tampa, and Austin Matthews with a hat-trick, he paced the Leafs to a big 6-2 win over Tampa Bay. Uh, with Tampa's loss and Boston's win, the Bruins now sit uh, third in the Atlantic Division, although they are tied with Tampa, uh, oh wait, that's wrong. Right now, yeah, they're tied with Tampa in points. They have identical uh, point percentages, but the Bruins have the tiebreaker uh, in this tie. Uh, They also have a plus-three goal differential over the the Lightning. They're at plus-35. The Lightning are at plus-32. So Boston, 44, 20, and 5. Tampa 43 19 and 7 so the Bruins have the tiebreaker at the moment the Bruins play tonight against Detroit a very winnable game and with the win they could equal the Maple Leafs with 95 points Uh, although the Leafs would have the tiebreaker in that situation they next play the Florida Panthers um, tonight as well they're back in action tonight so uh, the Bruins and the Maple Leafs both in action here on Tuesday night. Toronto in Florida, Boston in Detroit. And uh, with a win, the Bruins could match the Maple Leafs in points, although that's dependent on a regulation loss for Toronto. Hope you followed all that. Uh, Austin Matthews currently leads the NHL in goals with 54. Four ahead of Leon Dreisaitl. And uh, he, yeah, arguably the best goal scorer, if not player, in the NHL at the moment. I'll say it. It's fine. Um, So big points on the line tonight. Jeremy Swayman will get the start since Allmark started last night. Swayman, you know, has been a bit uh, shaky as of late. Uh, not playing his best hockey per se uh, over his last uh, five games. You know, he posted a 9.17 save percentage and a win over the Blue Jackets the other night, but then 7.60 against the Leafs last week. 9.09 and a loss to Minnesota. He is. Uh, 3-2 over his last five. As a fantasy owner, I'd love to see him post a shutout against the Red Wings tonight. So, peak Martian controversy last night. For me, the hit was fine. Play probably should have been played dead, but by the rule book, Bruins have possession, so they shouldn't be penalized or you know blown dead because uh, a Columbus guy is on the ice even though Brad Marchand caused that that's just the rules that is it for today's episode of Lockdown Boston Bruins thank you so much for taking some time to listen I really do appreciate all the support and uh, I promise I'll get some more voices on the podcast soon there's just been so much to talk about and uh, I love to talk about this team so here we are Follow Locked NHL Bruins on Twitter, Instagram, follow at ENC McLaren, And I'll be back tomorrow to recap tonight's game and bring you all the latest on the black and gold here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team, every single day. Have a great Tuesday, friends.